0: large team, a small team, or even a hybrid team in your company, your techniques as a leader will vary and your tools will vary too. Last uh, last week in the Waystep Wardrobe Studio, we discussed how a leader of a company should really be inspiring, encouraging, and empowering to its team members rather than just telling them what to do and then checking things off when they do it. Today in the Waystep Wardrobe Studio, we are going to be discussing with a panel of two team team leaders and company leaders what it takes to lead a team, small, large, or even something in the middle, like a hybrid team. If you wanna be part of that conversation and hear what they're gonna have to share, you know drill, you're gonna have to stick around to find out. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Bartinian, an attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade For All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style and dressing them for success. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Hi virtual nation, welcome to another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. Thank you for joining us. This is episode 34, and it is sort of a sequel to our last episode. Our, in our last episode, we talk about team leadership from a remote Uh, setting. So, you know, in this new virtual world where so many of us are working from home, you know, we also are leaders who are leading from home. And we had a long conversation last episode about that. Today, we're going to do a little twist on that. We are actually bringing on a panel of two leaders who are company leaders who lead different types of teams. One's large and the other one's a little bit smaller and also has some hybrid type positions on that team. So we're going to get like a real live perspective of what it looks like, what the techniques are that they use, what tools they use, and what's working and what's not. So you are going to be, you're in for a great surprise. But before we go further, I just want to say thank you for joining us here today. Know that we are on iTunes. So you can download us on iTunes, you can subscribe, and you can listen and review us if you wish. And we're also on YouTube and of course on every social media platform, including Instagram and Facebook. And we're always here live on the Facebook page at Waste Up Wardrobe at 1130 every Thursday, bringing you another topic that will help you up level your virtual workspace. So it's not just about the clothes, as you know, it is about everything that has to do with showing up professionally and on brand in this box. So. I also want to just say a shout out to my very awesome producer Rick Moscozo who's always making this show go round he is amazing and you're in for even a bigger surprise because one of our guests today is very closely related to Rick Moscozo and you'll get to meet her too she is a leader in her in her in her work and she will be talking to us about more about that so I just want to say that Today, I wanted to give our audience a perspective on and and ideas from people who are doing it really well about how they can really inspire, encourage, and empower their team. As you know, we discussed last time that, you know, being a team leader isn't like managing a team. Managing a team is very methodical. It has no human-to-human, you know, connection. But leading a team requires a human connection. It requires a lot of communication. And doing it through the camera lens, well, that's very difficult. So today, we're going to be talking to Vivian Wagner, who is the founder of Houndstooth Media. Vivian is an organic search expert who helps business owners and entrepreneurs attract their ideal clients. She knows how to make Google happy, she says, and is a wealth of knowledge on everything from SEO to social media marketing to website development. Vivian and her team know exactly how to create marketing strategies that save their clients both time and money. Who doesn't want that as a business owner, right? And help businesses build their online presence without spending thousands of dollars on paid traffic. She's also a founder of a new company that she's formulating called Web Whiskey. That is an easy do-it-yourself website builder, which allows business owners to create their own WordPress website with minimal hassle at a fraction of the cost. So Vivian has a lot of experience leading her team because you can see from her bio how many different things she has to coordinate. So please help me welcome Vivian Wagner to the show. Hi, hey, Vivian. Hey, Christine. Hi, nice to see you. I'm so excited that you're here. I know you have an amazing perspective. You always have something very valuable to give the audience. And so thank you for being here. And you know oh, today we're here. Today, we're joined by uh, Tammy Moscoso, who is um, a leader in her own right. And I just want to take a minute to also introduce Tammy. Tammy is, her career in management started over 35 years ago. So she's a veteran when it comes to leading in companies. And it started at the University of Minnesota as uh, the department supervisor. So she went right into leadership. She left her critical role and joined the commercial side of the industry as an application sales specialist after Moving to Southern California, she and her husband, Rick, who is the producer on the show, started a family and went back to clinical work at local hospitals, a local hospital. With the contacts that she made with thought leaders and world-renowned doctors in the field of ultrasound, she was inspired to start her own ultrasound staff technology business in L.A. County. 10 years ago, Tammy went back to the commercial side and is a North American clinical manager in, in Mindray at Mindray USA. And I hope I pronounced that right, but Tammy can correct me. <laughs> she is the mother of three children uh, and uh, she is the wonderful wife of our very own Rick Moscoso. Welcome, Tammy.
1: Good morning. Hi, Christine. Morning. Hi, Vivian. Nice to see you guys. Hi. Nice.
0: Nice to have both of you here. I am so thrilled because what I love about this panel is that we are, you're going to give the audience different perspectives. You know, you are going to, there's so much that it takes to really lead a team, but now in our virtual world to lead them remotely has gotten a little bit more complicated. And I'm going to go ahead and and start with you, Tammy. I'm going to ask you, do you find that to be true? I mean, is leading remotely a little bit more difficult to you or what is, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, yes. Um, yes and no. Um, so leading a team you know, virtually or um, being at home a little bit more Does allow me to be more resourceful um, and be available Um, because my role, being in the medical field, I was you know also working with the team when they were at different hospitals or clinics, so that would take me away from having phone time with them. So it's been a a blessing and a curse because now I'm more available and more reachable, but then also trying to still you know have an established relationship with them.
0: Right. Makes any sense. It, t- it completely does. I mean, I think that's one of the things as a leader, you really have to have that connection with your team so you can inspire yeah. them. Wouldn't you agree, Vivian? And and tell me your perspective on sort of the remote aspect of leading.
2: Well, sure. I mean, it's it's definitely a challenge to lead remotely. I have never had to uh, bridge the gap between being in the office and leading my team because we've always been remote. Mm-hmm. So, um for, for me, the leadership aspect kind of boils down to like the communication and making sure that I'm available and still at the same time, because we're virtual, making sure that everyone's setting office hours and and being, it, it's so easy to let your virtual world bleed into the real world and and never have a stopping point. So that that's always been a challenge for me.
0: Yeah, and I can totally see that because, you know, we used to encourage people to leave their work at the office. And when they came home, it was home time. And now our home is our office. So yeah. that does cause a lot of, you know, conflict because, you know, you want to be there for your family, of course, and your family life. And you want to maintain a boundary for privacy. But at the same time, Everything's sort of um, bleeding or, or meshing into each other. And that becomes even more challenging because you you're not physically separated. So I completely um, see that point that you make. So you know, I I, I believe, and we talked about this a little bit in our last episode on leadership remotely, that leadership in general, and, you know, I would love your feedback on this, um, Tammy, um, is that you have to have, like, the three C's, communication, connection, and consistency. So, so, can you, I mean, do you agree with that? Do you have anything other, anything else to add in terms of what is really key when you're really trying to have effective leadership?
1: Well, I, I think you kind of hit it on the head, too. And as we were talking, even with, you know, this first subject, um, the connection. We're, we're social beings, you know. Whether it's professionally and, and getting together as a team, or if it's you know just personally being able to um, connect with someone, um, communication is huge. Um, and you know, you even alluded to it. Boundaries are huge. You know, I've taken the time out of my day to schedule lunch with my son, right? So I have an hour, and I remember to eat and actually push away from my desk and take time and and do those kind of things. So all really important. So communication with your team but also communication with the people in your life and your loved ones.
0: Oh, I really love that because what your answer does is it gives rise to this idea that not only are as a leader, do you have to take care of your team and your ability to communicate with them and the connection in their lives, but you also have to f- focus on your self-care, your your life and how, and how you being a leader can really be taxing if you're not paying attention to blocking your time and boundaries. So mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, Vivian, do you have anything to add to that point?
2: Yeah, I won't. Absolutely. It, anything that we do with any relationship, um, as Tammy was was referring, you have to have good communication. Whether that's your family, whether it's your friends, whether it's the people that you work with, the communication is key. Um, I I do think consistency is uh, a really important um, aspect of of leading a team. Um, you know, not to not to compare it too much to parenting, but sometimes it. It can be compared to parenting and you know my um my tendency is to helicopter parent and i have to constantly check myself that i'm not doing it to my kids and that i'm not doing that to my team and so when we have consistent methods of our communication and we're consistently clear with the message that's made all of the difference as well and you know yes everything falls underneath that including setting boundaries and um You know, proper office hours, proper forms of communication, all of that comes together. Yeah.
0: And you hit on a point that we're going to be talking about a little bit later in the episode is sort of that organization. Right. And how do you create that space that is a living space where everybody can sort of converge to so that everything stays on. Everybody stays on task and things stay organized. So let me ask you this, Vivian. What have you found, if anything? I mean, I know you're part of that category of people that was used to being virtual when we all moved into the virtual space. But what have you found has been or is the hardest thing when leading a rem- uh, a team remotely uh, as opposed to really being, you know, face to face?
2: Hands down, the hardest thing about a remote team is building company culture. Mm. How do you do that if everyone's in a different home office all over the country? How do you how do you create that company culture and how do you make sure that it is infused into everything that we do and how we interact with each other without like, jamming it down somebody's throat, your company culture should be like breathing. And uh, for me, that started with, okay, what are our company core values?
1: Yeah.
2: What are they? Why are they important to us? And how do we demonstrate them with each other? Um, working with our clients? What does that look like? And until you get clear on that, you can't create a company culture. Um, and without company culture, you have a really hard time leading your team. It, it's sort of this vicious circle. Um, so for me, getting over that hump, and it's, still, it's not something you set and forget. It's not done. It's constantly leading back to, does this serve our company culture? Is this going in the direction that was important to us? And if the answer is no, we have to revisit that. But constantly doing that pulse check on company culture has really improved leadership and and the dynamic with my team.
0: Yeah, company culture is you know hard for a lot of companies just in a regular traditional office setting because some some companies neglect to even have a company co- a culture right. or a value core values. And I find that in the 21st century, companies are really focusing on that because what it does is it just reminds everybody what we're all in it for. What is the purpose of our company? What's the soul of our company, the right? The soul, exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a situation where you can't necessarily... Like if you have a physical workspace, you can put inspirational posters up, you can do all of those things that we see how people decorate their office and here's our break room and we don't have that. So you don't have those external tangible things that you get to help reinforce whatever those core values are. So without those, it's it's even more of a challenge but it, it certainly can be done.
0: Yes, and so you're the founder of your company. and I'm going to turn to Tammy because Tammy is a higher up executive in her company. Um, and so I, I your perspective, Tammy, on the idea of what do you think is the hardest thing about leading remotely?
1: Well, you know, I think Vivian kind of hit it on the head, and I was, you know, just kind of listening to her and what she was saying. You know, coming from a corporation, my company has a mission statement, and it's healthcare within reach. And I think as a healthcare provider and a healthcare worker, you know, we have just kind of that core value where we care about things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I also see, and I was thinking about the home office is now closed, and people that were normally walking into the office are, you know, remote. Um, and having conversations with them and all different, you know, dogs that are barking and children that are in the background <laughs> and then still trying to, you know, carry on this role um, as, you know, to, you know, helping someone and moving them forward into their next step. So it, it, it kind of just depends So, you know, Vivian has her mission statement um, and my team you know, takes a mission statement that we have from our company and then moves forward with that um, and in their roles as to what they do to. To support the company and to grow the company.
0: Yeah, you know, just a
1: little bit of background with the healthcare, the systems that we have, actually support and you know, I'm sure at some point, we'll talk about COVID. But you know, we had to kind of balance that um, the risk to our lives going into to help people get better. And yet also, um, you know, carrying out this mission statement that our company has for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's so many things that we've had to adapt to in a year mm-hmm. where we've shifted uh, globally, really, to this new way of working. So uh, so one of the things that we talked about in, my, in the last episode that I, I thought was, um, you know, important was that I think some of the best practices come down in, when you're leading a team, come down to really creating that one fundamental um, home base for your mm-hmm. team. Right. Creating a place where sort of it's a hub that includes things like, um, you know, ways to communicate like uh, tools like Slack or uh, project management tools like Trello or sauna or real time connection via Zoom. You know, so there's all these tools that we, our technology affords us that I think is so important when you're trying to create these touch points with the team members. And I find that just from talking to so many o- entrepreneurs that the most real successful leaders who have, been, have been impactful, who have been effective team leaders rather than just, you know, a boss or somebody that's giving direction, um, have, has been to establish the sort of home base that includes some of these touch points. So I guess uh, my question to you, Vivian, is do you have something that simulates or similar to that where, you know, where you bring everybody together in a consistent way using tools or other other platforms?
2: Oh, ab- absolutely. Or we would be like a, an actual circus running around and nobody knows what's happening in other <laughs> the other rings next door. Um, we use Basecamp for our project management. Mm-hmm. That's been very helpful because that is our our home base. Um, we can have, you know, individual projects for, for individual clients, but we have a lot of team projects where everyone's in there together talking and sharing ideas, uh, problem solving. Um, we certainly have a lot of phone calls with each other, but whenever possible, I love just hopping on Zoom. I yeah. love to be able to, because I mean, in a in a real building, real office, you could just walk down to somebody else's office or cubicle or meet me in the break room or at the water cooler, whatever that looks like, yeah. you can't necessarily do that the same way here. So we have um, we have several Zoom links that are always good to go. You can see if somebody's in it. Like, well, let's pop into this link and and talk through it. Then you have the opportunity to see your colleague's face yeah. to because uh, so much can get glossed over an email, or if you're having a bad day, you'll read something negative into it. When you see that other person's face, you're hearing their voice. That makes a, a big difference and, and helps to reinforce that connection that we're you know all in it together. And then, yeah, we use Google Drive. We use Dropbox. We use several things to keep us organized. And we have very clear systems and processes that we go through for the handling of any anything that we're doing for work. There's There's a clear process to follow, makes it easier, makes communication more clear, but it's all cloud-based and everyone has access to it.
0: Yeah. Having those cloud-based systems is
2: so important
0: because I have to say for a very long time in the early years of my business, I would make changes on certain things. And then my assistant would make changes on her computer and then down the line, we find out that they don't match. And we're like, oh, Uh-oh. we create so many problems for your company and yourself right. that you just have to fix. And so it is really important to have these systems in place, to have those uh, regular Zoom meetings and and to use some of these
2: project management uh, programs. So really quick. But, before and I- also to recognize that they're constantly in flux. You right. never arrive. You're never like, ta-da, <laughs> here we are. This is how we do it every day brings a new challenge every day brings a oh we didn't see that coming how do we how do we solve for that for the next time so it is a constantly evolving process and the only way to do that is to have it in the cloud where everybody can see it
0: yeah exactly and i want to just give the audience an understanding of the scope
2: and size of your team vivian could you explain that to us really quickly Sure, absolutely. I have between the two companies, I have about twenty people working for me. Some are employees, some are full time employees. A couple are part time, and then I have a, the majority of people are independent contractors, and um, they're all over the country. All of my employees are here in California, but um, my independent contractors are are national, you know, all across the the country, and um, the way we work with them is they can work as much or as little as they want to. There is certainly enough work for everybody to be full time, but we let them set their own hours and as long as they're saying yes, I can do that and here's the the time it'll take me, as long as there's that good communication, um it's been working out really great and you know I think a lot of times independent contractors people think they don't have necessarily a, a stake in your business. Some of mine have been with me the whole time, which is eight years. Um, and they want to remain in that independent contractor status. They they don't want to be an employee because they have other things that they're doing as well. And so creating a, a company model that allows them to uh, do the work with with Houndstooth or, or with Web Whiskey to, to do that work, to do it on their own terms, but still allows them to be invested. They have the best of both worlds. They're doing, uh, they're creating work and and doing things that they care about, but they feel like they have flexibility and freedom. And by allowing them that model, I feel like I'm getting the best out of them. I've I've attracted and retained the best people, so yeah. it's it's really been interesting. Exactly. I think that um, that right there, just what
0: you just said, is a reason why people would be inspired to work under your leadership right there. And so your your business team is more of a hybrid uh, you know, team. You have the full timers, you have the part timers, and you have those independent contractors. I want to turn to Tammy and ask her. Now, I know just about home base, Tammy, this idea of a home base. You implement or does the company that you um, that you support implement? any type of home-based system that helps you stay connected with everybody.
1: Yes, um, we do use Microsoft um, Outlook for our emails, and of course, SharePoint, um, so we can, you know, transfer documents back and forth, um, you know, change up anything that needs to be, and keep uh, everything current. Um, whether we're giving these documents to customers or if it's an internal piece for the company, um, and then we use Teams a lot uh, for our meetings. Um, some of the uh, team will have will use Zoom, you know, depending on our customers um, and what they have, we have to be able to support those. Um, we've done different projects with WebEx. Um, I was just trying to think of all the different ones we've used uh, just to make sure that we're, you know, communicating effectively and then also making sure. And I think kind of like what we did today is that it actually flows really easily, you Mm -hmm. know, because we actually have a physical product that we need to show the customer or train the customer on and making sure that those particular um, platforms will allow us to communicate that effectively. So it's a lot of practicing, a lot of teamwork with that. Um, and lucky for me, I've got some um, people who are very, very knowledgeable when it comes to the IT world. So we've been able to implement some things um, rather quickly, and then have a, a group of people that are kind of our leads and support for that as well. So it's yeah. worked out really well. Having and we have you text messaging? <laughs> If of course, that's the quick help me! I'm yes. In front of, of a customer, help me. <laughs> yeah, so I I love that because
0: you have a direct line. Your your team members have a direct line to you. They know how yes. to get a hold of you quickly, and you know that is really important for um for a leader to project. You're not off limits. That you are very accessible. The door is open, so to speak. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you are working in an office setting, you have these leaders who have the door shut all the time. And, you know, that's not really conducive to making those connections and being approachable. But so I, I view the text messaging as sort of that open door policy, you know. And so and, and you know, rarely when you're connected to your team members, I find that most people don't abuse that. You know, they really respect the boundaries that the leader sets. So, um, you know, because of that really great relationship that you fostered. So. I wanted to understand a little bit, uh, like I asked Vivian, the size of the team that you lead and the the composition of it. Could you explain that a little bit to the audience?
1: Yes, definitely. So I have uh, 20 direct reports um, in Canada and North America. So uh, like Vivian, you know, there's dealing with three time zones. Uh, So (laughs) getting up in the morning, um, just so I'm able to communicate with my East Coast team um and not, you know, have to they don't have to wait until almost lunchtime to get a hold of me. Um so I'm up early in the morning and then um, you know, also being available for the West Coast team at the end of the day. So it does make it for very long days. Um but like I said, there's a balance and you know, scheduling times to connect sometimes with your team, um, sometimes with your family is really important during the you know, I guess twelve hours during the day. Um I always t- I always kind of joke, I work half days. I work from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> um, so so the thing I wanted to just, you know, touch on next is that I, I feel like having this home base that we kind of defined as a home base for different models for different types of leaders kind of gives the team and the team leader this living, breathing platform space, if you will, that really makes you feel connected and just, you know that you're constantly in
2: contact. Uh, Would you you have any thoughts on that, Vivian? Well, the, the constantly in contact, I don't think is a good thing. Um, this, the half day that, that Tammy just mentioned, nobody wants that. And so one of the things that, um, that I've really encouraged the team to do, and this was something I learned the the hard way. Um, I need a set space to work from. I need a physical space that is, if I'm sitting at this desk, I'm working and I need to be able to close the door at the end of the day and walk away from it, because if you constantly have the um the computer up or or anything else that is work related and is constantly in your sight line you never mentally really leave work even if you know as a small business owner for me i never leave work because even like i'm thinking about it in the shower i'm like walking the dog and thinking about work stuff so to make sure that that visual reminder is gone for me is very important and i want my team to have that same uh, situation so i encourage them to um to create their own space that they can walk away from at the end of the day. Because, yes, we're blessed that we can have a home office. And um, I love having a home office. Christine, uh, in in uh, preparation for the show, I'm wearing slippers right now. <laughs> because I want to be able to to work from home and be comfortable while I'm doing it. But I also need to be able to set those boundaries and, you know, make time for my son and have lunch with my son like Tammy was was suggesting like those kinds of things are very important. And if your team isn't doing that, they're going to burn out, too. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not just being constantly on the clock. Mentally, does that make sense? Absolutely. It makes sense because as and this is
0: I think what makes you such a great leader, right? You're sensitive to that. you understand that about yourself that you need that white space. you need that right. break and the separation and the boundary, which in turn makes you really reflect on that for your your team members too. and yeah. um, and I think really that that's one of the most important things of leading a team in general, but remotely, because it's so much easier to forget to have that blurred uh, boundary if you're doing it remotely, right? Calling them anytime, getting right, g- connecting them with time. So you're right, the constant contact is not
2: necessarily a great ideal. Maybe right. the well, better, it can, all. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it can all come back to the golden rule, right? How do I want to be treated? That's how I need to treat my team. I don't want to be texted or whatever so that's actually outlined pretty clearly in our communication stuff is it time sensitive no email it I'll I'll get to it when I get to it is it an emergency fine text me those kinds of things are really important I mean I have an open door policy too um it's it's not like text me anytime but it's like I want to hear your feedback I'd love to hear your opinions what you don't think I'm i'm going down the good path okay convince me otherwise i want to hear it i won't necessarily uh take your advice but i want your opinion i want your feedback and if i don't take it don't you know don't be um don't have your feelings hurt but i i do want to hear it and so creating a situation like that where people know they have access but limited access as far as time and in my face but but when they do get in front of me i will give them my full attention does
1: that make sense
0: Absolutely. Yes, it does. And Tammy, do you have anything to add to what Vivian was saying on that topic?
1: I I totally agree with her, you know, setting the boundaries, you know, is this urgent? Is this something I can take a look at? You know, again, sometimes working in the medical field, I have um, some of my team that are working with the ED docs and they work from 11P to 7A. And if there's issues that come up, you know, I'm, I, you kind of have to handle some of those things, so I think mm-hmm. our business models are a little bit different. Yeah. But but I know that ahead of time. Um, but I do like Vivian also have my do not disturb, because you know being a global company as well, I'll get um, emails from the you know the main office because they're on a different side of the world. Right. So you know it's it's all about creating boundaries, and I think you know effectively what she talked about is making sure that your team also does the same thing. Because I think if they've got a leader who's also showing them how to control that part, being the home-based, um, being the person that needs to be available, um, you know, just giving them that, that, that understanding and that role model to, you know, take that with, their, with them every day as well.
0: Yeah, it's truly a balance. And and as the leader, you're sort of leading the team. So you set the tone for how you want to be treated and how they expect to be treated. So I can completely see the golden rule in there, Vivian, and how it applies. And I, I would say, would you ladies agree that one of the most important things to keep that consistency going is to have regular meetings, like by Zoom or some kind of platform, where you're actually seeing each other face to face? I feel like those are times when you can give your your teammates their you know high fives. You did this great, or what are your challenges today? Or really, how are you feeling? You know, because as leaders, we kind of have to play that role of, of empathizing with them because their lives now are so intertwined with their work. And so that's really important. Do, um, I'll start with you, Vivian. Do you hold regular, consistent sort of face-to-face meetings with the, with your group?
2: Yes, yes, we do. Um, for example, every Tuesday morning for about two hours, <laughs> our web development team is, is getting together. We're discussing all of the, the projects that are currently uh, underway, you know, issues that come up for this client or that client or whatever. But even though that's a standing meeting and we're talking about work, as everyone's coming on for the, the first 10, 15 minutes of it, we are just shooting the breeze we're laughing. We're like sharing TikTok videos with each other. (laughs) We're talking about so-and-so just had a birthday. What'd you do? It's team bonding and you need to have that chit chat. Um, I don't mind paying, you know, I I count all the people in the room and go, I'm paying all these people hourly (laughs) chit chat. It's so important. It's, it's so important. And I, I love having those opportunities to get to know the team a little bit better and also let them get to know me a bit better I'm able to sort of give an overview of where we're going right now. Here's, here's sort of my, my big vision for this next quarter. And they're on board. And being able to all talk through it, get to know each other's personalities, it creates a better work environment. People want to be there. People like the people they're working with. That means I have more invested people.
0: Yes, so. absolutely. I think that is um, just really good um, perspective from somebody like you who leads a team. And I, I just, you know, I, I think that meeting is so important. The, that regular face to face, even though it is through the camera lens, because that is how you're trying to establish that connection and stay yeah. in tune with them and feel and and have them feel like you really care about them personally. So um, we have a couple comments here. Maggie, Kathy is was saying hello to us, and then Emmanuel Rabia is actually joining us from Egypt, that's North Africa, and she's saying that this is a very interesting topic. Setting boundaries is not easy with global teams in different countries Mm -hmm. and time zones, Mm -hmm. and she would be one to know. She actually is um, a um, a leader of a team in the company Vodafone that is a global company, and um, and just setting up, especially if you're like one end of the world to the other, like Tammy was saying, you know, you really have to be mindful of how you are when you're when you're like binging somebody because you can't bing them at three o'clock in the morning and expect that to feel professional, right? Uh, Tammy, tell me a little bit from your perspective of like, do you have like consistent or regular meetings that you hold with your team?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. So the first Monday of the month, um, because my team also travels. So we have a set Monday that we get together for an hour where we review software upgrades, we may review some troubleshooting things that have happened um, in the field, Um, you know, just different things that go out with our products. Um, you know, like Vivian was saying, you know, I usually start the meeting about 10 minutes ahead of time so we can have the chatter. <coughs> got my, you know, impressive personalities that love to come on and, you know, just really start chatting it up. And then yeah. I've got the other team members who just, you know, kind of like sit back and I'm like, okay, you know, are you ready to join the meeting now? And, you know, just kind of understanding everybody's personality. But yes, we do. Um, get together once a month. And then we also do probably like every six weeks or so, have a Friday afternoon, which is uh, very nice for me because it starts around 2.30, a potluck slash happy hour. Um, And so we all get together and do those kind of things as well to not necessarily just cover everything with work, but to, you know, grow the team as and I'm just so lucky and blessed. My team is like a huge family. You know, there's um, some of the kids are a little rowdy and some of the kids are more reserved. So um, we're just really fortunate that way. But yes, all in all, we do. um, And then I do um, try and Call them individually, you know, every two weeks, make sure I keep hitting this, Um, make sure, you know, to contact them and spend one on one time with them on the phone and, you know, go over things that may be happening in their territories as well.
0: I love that. I love that. It was actually, uh, you know, that having that one-on-one time with team members, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe randomly or intermittently is such a great touch from sort of, if we're going to relate this to parenting, leading a team, it's sort of that nurturing thing that you do to to let the team know you care about them on a personal level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people give you so much more of their best when they know that you care. I really believe that. And um, just the idea of connecting them one-on-one, having your regular meetings having your regular health and wellness sort of the parties you know the the potluck the getting together just not to talk about work but to just to be just to bond is such a great idea and i was going to ask you ladies about that Uh, vivian vivian is there any do you do any sort of um sort of non-work related gatherings or like
2: connections yeah we've uh we did one a couple of months ago was it a couple of months? No, it was like six weeks ago. God, time's just. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had uh, cocktails and creativity, and um, just you know, we're marketers. And I bought a. Uh, I'll give them a plug. It is a company uh, that made a card game called Brands Against Mundanity. So like a plan I on cards against humanity, and it was coming up with funny, creative, um, sort of. Uh, slogans for Twitter or, you know, anything that you can post on social media for your clients. And we all gathered and had like a good two hour, we played this game and we had so much fun and we were laughing. And at the same time that we were doing it like, oh, that'd be great for this client over here. You know, it was a fun brainstorming thing. It kicked some juices loose, but it was also just time to, you know, hang out together and not work, even though we did things that were productive. So that, yeah, I love it was, that. It was fun, and it was. Um, it we've had a couple of the the winners, and like a, everyone got like Amazon gift cards or whatever if, for for winning. You know, we it was a game after all. And we're all super competitive, <laughs> but but a couple people, their answers have already made it into social media posts for for our company or for our clients, and it's fun to say, "Oh, that was my answer," and there it is out there. You know, it's just. This is kind of fun for them and more investment of them in, in the company and what we're doing.
0: I love that because there's so much to unpack there, right? It's It was a game. Mm-hmm. So it was fostering that connection and just fun. It also had this byproduct of ideation and brainstorming, which yeah. is like amazing. So it just kind of organically... <clears throat> excuse me, the ideas flowed organically, which, you know, that's so cool. And then you actually utilize them on social yeah. media. What a great chain of events. And that's kind of what happens when you are really having fun with what you're doing and you're creating this environment of of bonding and fun. And what I'd like to do, uh, Vivian, if we can put that game company's um link in our chat if we can give that to our producer rick at the end of the show we can put it in the comments sure sure and then we and people can um check it out yeah absolutely <laughs> so 35 well spent <laughs> tammy i'll turn to you um what what do you think about what vivian just said about that
1: Oh, I think it's super important, and I was actually thinking. I tried to write it down real quick on the piece of paper that's sitting next to me. Um, You know, we've done other things um, with Kahoot as well, and like Vivian described, you know, my team is super competitive. Um, You know, they all want to win, uh, and and different things like that. So yes, definitely having those games um, in the social gathering um, is super important to bring team building together as well. So. I'll yeah, look for that in the chat.
0: Yes, yeah. well, we're going to add that to the chat in the comments. So if anybody was
2: listening to the replay, they can go back
0: and check it out. I'm going to check it out. I know me that too. it sounds like
2: <laughs> it sounds like Tammy is too. Yeah, it was an impulse buy. I was scrolling Instagram or Facebook, just as me personally, and I was like, "That looks interesting," <laughs> and uh, yeah,
0: nice. impulse yeah.
2: buy worked out great. Have you ladies ever heard of table topics? I always love
0: to, to use that around a gathering, a live gathering usually, but that would be a great team builder too. It's like, you know, oh, what? who is the person that's influenced you the most in your life? And then people take turns and they talk about it and just such a great um, conversation piece. But you learn so much about people yeah. doing that. Yeah. So. Anyway, I know that uh, you Tammy, you had a call, you had a recommendation for a great read yes. on leadership. And if you could just tell the audience what that is, and <clears throat> we're gonna put that link in the in the comments. And um, if anybody here would love to connect with Vivian or Tammy, um, just you know offline to ask them questions about their leadership, if that's okay with you, ladies, how sure. would they be able to connect with you, Vivian?
2: Uh, You can email me, uh, viv at houndstooth.mg, as in media group. And we'll put that in email. We'll put that in the comments.
0: And so uh, Tammy, is her her model of business is a little bit different, and I don't imagine you need anybody reaching out to you. But if somebody wanted to ask a specific question, anything that you've addressed today, please put the hashtag leadership and shine in our comment box. This is to the audience, leadership and shine. And if you put that in the audience and you feel like you want to connect with Tammy or Vivian to ask anything on what they have uh, discussed, then they can message you directly uh just putting the hashtag leadership and shine will allow us to identify you as somebody who's curious about um some of the techniques and tools that they are using so i uh, i want to just wrap up because every um, episode we wrap up with a waste up wardrobe weekly wrap up and that is just a summary it's sort of that final nugget for the audience vivian tell me what you think the overarching um takeaway is from today's episode on leadership of a remote team
2: Um, for me, I I think it comes back to, again, those core values and creating that company culture. If you don't have that in place, if that foundation isn't there, anything you're creating is kind of happening in a vacuum. Right. And so you need to not only know those company core values, your team needs to know them too, and needs to understand what that looks like when they're utilizing those core values and making sure that they're staying in touch with them.
0: Yeah. And if you had two tips to give the audience, two tips that they can use or tools that you use, what would be the
2: top two? So um, the top two, one of them would would have to be um, around hiring a team. Um, if if you're not starting off with with good people, you can be a great leader and it's it's just not a, a fit. So we hire for fit first and skill second, um, identifying people in our interview process, whether or not they are in alignment with our core values, it starts there. Yeah. Um, and then we then we work on the skill portion, of course, you need to have the skills to do your job, of course you do. But um, I can I can teach you how to follow a procedure, I can't teach you to have integrity, or a sense of humor or anything like that. So if it's, if it's not starting there, it's, it's not going to progress much further. Um, the other tool that I really like and have uh, really started implementing in, in the, the past year is the Clifton Strengths Assessment. Um, it's it's through Gallup. And I've taken, um, you know, Myers-Briggs and DISC and all of those, Enneagram. I've taken all of those personality tests over the years, but I never knew what to do with them. And the Clifton Strengths Assessment looks at what are your top five strengths, or there's actually 34 of them but we focus on the top five. Why are you wasting time trying to, you know, get better at math? If you're not good at math, and you don't like it, and doesn't fill your bucket, you're never going to be an accountant. So why don't you focus on what you're good at? And having my team take all of those uh, assessments and learning what they're good at, and what makes them happy and fills their bucket. I've actually been able to move some people around in my organization and I had them doing one thing, but it wasn't filling their bucket. And then I realized they had all of these other strengths and things that they love to do. And moving them into areas where they're working in that zone, I have happier, more productive team members as a result. And um, its I just can't even say enough about how valuable that's been in um, making sure that our our team is humming along at not only their peak performance areas, but they're happier while they're doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I I we you and I have known each other for a, a while now Vivian. So I happen to know you as a leader and and observed you but what you're saying too I can you know that you care about the fulfillment, the reward, the the inspiring your team and that's so important in and in, in having you know in being an effective leader. So I really I think that's probably part of of your success and that your team has grown so
2: much in the last few years well 100 percent. because i've i've now learned oh my gosh when they say your team your those those human resources are the most valuable thing that they have anyone who's had to hire someone realize they're the wrong person you've now spent time money energy training them and now you've got to start all over again it it's daunting and it it just, it wastes time and money. Um, so I, I now like really treasure the people that I do have. And I want to make sure that they're happy and that they stay with me for a long time for exactly. all sorts of selfish reasons. But but also I want them to be happy.
0: <laughs> exactly. And uh, you know, you bring up a really good point in, in wrapping up and that is that it starts with the higher That a good team member or a good fit—it starts with that good fit. You have to really focus and spend a lot of time on that, based on your values, based on um, you know assessments that work for you. So I really love that you brought that up because you know we are talking about leadership and we really didn't address that piece. But that's that's the beginning right there of the relationship. So I turn to to Tammy, and I just want. Uh, Tammy's perspective, your perspective, Tammy, on what the overarching takeaway is for you from your perspective as a leader in a corporation uh, where you're representing another, your, not your own brand, but a, a corporation's brand.
1: You know, I was uh, listening to what Vivian was talking about, and actually, I'm um, probably going to look at those Clifton strength asset um, assessments. Um, but, you know, being a leader, but also being a coach. Um, mm. You know, people come to me and they have aspirations of moving up within the company, um, possibly taking on other roles, um, and then coaching them and helping them progress through what they want to do. And then maybe even having that hard discussion, you know, with them, like, maybe you need to focus on another area because this is what I see your strengths are. Um, so it's the communication back and forth. It's the coaching. It's the leadership. Um and some of it is, you know, listening to Vivian, I was thinking, gosh, I wish there's some processes within our, our company that I could, you know, take advantage of and maybe have some flexibility. Um, but there is a certain things that I do need to follow as a, a corporate employee. So there's some struggle, you know, sometimes with that. But, you know, just being available to help them get to the next level um, or redirecting them if they need to be redirected, too. So it, it's been a really fantastic process. Um, And you know, very lucky in the last three years, I was able to help someone move from a management position into a marketing position, um, and then elevating someone else into that position. Um, you know creating leadership Um, I because as a as even a business owner as actually as a national leader I need people to help support me as well and to you know reach out to that those people and say this is what I see in you you know would you like to help me with certain things and and help and give them projects or give them leadership roles Um, so they can either say yes it's something I really enjoy or it's like wow I really had no idea management is not what I want to do, so exactly that's the great part
0: yeah you're you're really helping them kind of live out their dream much like what vivian was saying you really want them to live their best life as a team leader but i think that probably comes from your um, style of leadership i mean when i was speaking earlier to our producer rick he described you as a very nurturing type of leader and mm-hmm. i can totally see that in, in how you've described um, yourself as a leader, just really paying attention to them and placing them where it makes sense for them and helping them climb the ladder. I mean, that is definitely, if we're going to fall back on parenting skills, I <laughs> guess there's a lot we can learn, uh, you know, in every area of our lives when we're, we're trying to really help people or be mm-hmm. nurturing, right? So I love that. And you think, do you have any, I know there was a book you wanted to recommend, Tammy, as a tool. Would you tell us that book? And we're going to put that link in the chat after the show. So, sure. but just, Tell us about the book a little
1: bit. Well, you know, I when you're talking about some of the, the different books, and I know there's lots of books out there to read, I prefer to read books that have stories. Um, so this is a story book um, about a, a leader and it's called The Energy Bus. And it talks about, you know, being positive and, and forward thinking. It has about 10 rules that to follow, and it's also about, you know, introspective, um, like what I should think as a leader. It's maybe dealing with situations where someone is really good at their job, but they don't necessarily bring the team uh, or they don't uh, take the um, opportunity to elevate the team. Mm-hmm. They're more of a negative type of person. So and just kind of dealing with that. So it, it really talked about setting your goals first, bringing the positive energy. And and it was all about this bus ride. So it's you know letting people on your bus or asking people to get off your bus because they're misbehaving. Yeah. Um, you know. So sometimes we have to unfortunately deal with those type of situations too. But it, I just felt it was um, really good. It, it talked about vision and trust, um, optimism, enthusiasm. Um, just you know big and qualities that I look for in a person. You know when I'm asking them to join my team. As well, so I, I liked it. Like I said, it's a story-based book. So, I easy love that.
0: Read. I, I love that. I love easy reads, but I love yep. that it also mimics Vivian's thoughts on hiring and who are you going to let on your bus and who are you going to let off your bus, right, Vivian?
2: <laughs> or, or maybe somebody's just in the wrong seat on the bus. That's right. Exactly. You, you don't yeah. know until so you get to know them better and see what's going to fill them up and who they, who they work with better. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to read, I'm glad that's going to go in the chat. I want to read that book, but like back real quick to the Clifton Strengths assessment, I learned things about my team members. Like I'm a, I'm a public kudos, like, Hey, Christine, you did an amazing job. The client was so happy. I got an email that just said you were fantastic, right? Well, I've got a team member who I would think everyone wants, would want to be publicly acknowledged in front of their peers. I have a team member. It shuts him down. He does. It makes him embarrassed. He would rather get us a, a, an email from me that just says, hey, really good job. Like wow. that's how he needs to be given that kind of praise. That's what makes him feel better. So I wouldn't have known that without those um, those assessments and, and getting to know my team, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. It's a testament to your leadership skills, really, Vivian. I mean, to have to take the time to learn about the personalities of your of your of your team members, that takes time and effort and energy. And but to know that that's important to move the entire company forward is so it's just so intuitive. It's just so insightful, you know, and, and, and you are an amazing leader. And I love how Tammy oh, has this you. sort of this nurturing um, flavor in her leadership, um, in her leadership um, the style. So I am so blessed and so honored that both of you ladies agreed to come on the show today to share all this amazing information. It's so valuable. All these tips, all these tools, all these things that people can actually, the listener can actually take and actually put into action, even if they took one thing away, even if they read the book or if they just did the assessment or decided, okay, I need to connect with my my teammate better by having a monthly or a weekly meeting. I think that would totally change a trajectory of any company so Thank you again, ladies, for being here. And there you have it, the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap-up, and what a wealth of information that you can take away and really put into action immediately. So as you know, we are on live stream every Thursday at the same time, 1130 on Thursdays, streaming live and bringing you a new episode on Waste Up Wardrobe that helps you up-level your virtual office and your workspace, your basically your waste up workplace as a, as as part of the waste up workforce and we'll be here again next week at 11:30 same time same place and that's 11:30 pacific standard time where we're going to be discussing waste down wardrobe. What are the best things to stay comfortable when you're sitting at your desk and to really be able to explore different products. It's not going to, I'm not going to be promoting products in terms of, you know, selling anything, but I will be recommending some great, outstanding companies that can offer you the comfort and um, home style, that weekender style from the waist down as you continue to dominate your, your business from the virtual office. (music) we <music>